Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Wake Up for Thursday, September 17th, 2020. Here's what's happening in Hollywood, the media biz, and social platforms with more details on SNL this fall. Universal Pictures putting their 17-day window with AMC Theaters to use this Thanksgiving. And Amazon Music diving into podcasts. Ha, fools. All brought to you by the freshest Colombian coffee you can get, Devotion Coffee. Now over to Hollywood. SNL is starting to cast the show more like a movie this fall, setting Jim Carrey to play Joe Biden, My Rudolph is returning to play Kamala Harris, and Alec Baldwin will come back to play you-know-who. But at least one actual cast member should still have a political role, with Beck Bennett playing Mike Pence. The show will also have a limited IRL audience when it returns on October 3rd, and the show will also have a stretch of five new episodes back-to-back. That'll take it through the weekend after the election, so uh, Dave Chappelle, keep your phone handy. Otherwise, the show added three new featured players, UCB veteran Lauren Holt, stand-up Punky Johnson, and an SNL staff writer, Andrew Dismukes. Think I got that right. And they also promoted Anna Driesen to head writer. Over at Universal Pictures, they moved up The Croods 2 to Thanksgiving weekend, going from Christmas to a November 25th release date. And a couple of factors at play here. The even money in Hollywood this week is that Disney's going to move their Pixar movie Soul off of its current November 20th release date, or even possibly do a Mulan thing and move it over to Disney+, Plus. thus opening up an opportunity for an animated film over Thanksgiving. The second factor is that with Universal's new deal with AMC Theaters, the film can now pick up whatever box office it can over the Thanksgiving weekend, and then Universal can move it over to PVOD, just in time to stream at home for the Christmas season starting in mid-December. Pretty sneaky, sis. And also at NBC Universal, the executive shuffle continues. As Chris McCumber, the head of USA and Sci-Fi Networks, is stepping down after 19 years. Frances Berwick also laid out the divisional heads for her operations group, and the link to the deadline piece that outlines the names and responsibilities is in the episode notes for anyone inclined. And over at ABC, a somewhat surprise cancellation, the Colby Smulders series Stumptown. Even more surprising since ABC had uh, already ordered a second season from their own studio, ABC Signature. The series had not yet begun production in LA and was not going to make it for air in time for the ABC fall schedule, which somehow made it just no longer work for ABC, according to Deadline. But ABC did give a 10-episode order to a series inspired by Aaron Brockovich. That one's called Rebel. It'll star Katie Segal and is written by Grey's Anatomy and Station 19 showrunner Krista Vernoff. It had gotten a pilot order pre-COVID, and the writer's room they assembled wrote six scripts in the meanwhile. Andy Garcia and John Corbett will co-star, according to the trades. And just going to put this here, Deezus and Marrow have been renewed for a third season over at Showtime. Elsewhere in the biz, Lionsgate picked up North American rights to the Sundance movie Wander Darkly. That one stars Sienna Miller and Diego Luna. They play a couple who suffer a traumatic accident that sets them off on a surreal dual journey through their relationship history or something to that effect. I always knew that time I didn't take out the trash was going to come back to haunt me. Lionsgate will give it a quote multi-platform release this fall, according to the studio's statement, so guessing PVOD will be an aspect in play here. And we'll finish up in the agency world. where A3 Artists has hired veteran agent Valerie Phillips to be a partner and co-head of their MP Lit division, alongside Adam Cantor. They also brought on three new Lit agents from Paradigm, according to Deadline. And Endeavor Content has upped Joanna Korshak to VP and Christopher Slager to Senior VP. Both have been involved in arranging financing and distribution for a variety of films, including Blinded by the Light to Mudbound to The Florida Project. So, kudos to all three on the new gigs. (laughs) 
Next up, over to the media biz and social platforms. With Amazon Music adding something called podcasts, a new vertical brand over at the Skim and a resurrected season in college football. Plus today's pop quiz. And today, let's look at what's at stake for Universal Pictures and the Croods at the box office this holiday season. How much did the original Croods take in at the box office worldwide back in uh, 2013? We'll give you an A, B, and a C here. $427 million, $506 million, or $587 million? The answer, after a coffee break with Debosion Coffee. And you know what's great for your math skills? Fresh coffee. And you'd be hard-pressed to find a fresher cup of coffee than Devotion. Hard-pressed, really? They FedEx their beans every week from their headquarters in Columbia to their main roastery in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, where they are freshly roasted so the coffee in your cup is as fresh of a coffee experience as you can get. With other coffees, you may know the beans have been freshly roasted, but you probably have no idea when the beans left their country of origin, which can sometimes be as long as six to nine months ago. So if you love your coffee, it's time you taste what fresh coffee truly tastes like. And Devotion makes it super easy. Just go to Devotion.com. That's D-E-V-O-C-I-O-N.com. You get free shipping when you order 50 bucks worth, which is basically just a few bags. And enter the code WAKEUP at checkout and get 20% off your first order. Best of all, they ship to all 50 states. That's Devotion.com and use the code WAKEUP at checkout for 20% off your first order. And that link is right in the episode notes. And now the answer to today's pop quiz. The Croods took in $587 million worldwide seven years ago, so hope you chose C. That broke down to be $400 million international and $187 million in the U.S. Did the math myself on that one. Now over to the media biz and social platforms. Amazon Music has finally made their long-awaited step into podcasting official, launching both a ton of podcasts like WTF and Radiolab and basically a lot of podcasts that you can listen to everywhere else, including this one. But they're also launching a few podcasts that are exclusive to Amazon Music, including from folks like DJ Khaled, Latin music star Becky G, and Will Smith's production company. They've also begun making deals for some existing free podcasts to become exclusive to the Amazon Music platform come 2021, such as Disgraceland, which looks at the criminal antics and associates of famous musicians. Podcasts on Amazon Music are launching in the US, UK, Germany, and Japan to start. Amazon Music currently has 55 million total users worldwide, although how this will all interact with Audible's push into podcasts is, uh, well, I think they're working on it. Oh, and uh, Alexa users, if you're looking for new ways for Samuel L. Jackson's voice to curse you out, and who isn't, uh, they're adding 30,000 new phrases, jokes, and roasts to his celebrity voice option, including an option to change Alexa's wake-up prompt to, hey Samuel, but I'd be personally disappointed if I didn't hear this in response. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. The Skim is launching a new health and wellness content brand called Skim Well, according to WWD, essentially covering physical and mental health topics pertinent to millennial women. There's going to be a weekly Skim Well section in their main Skim newsletter on Wednesdays, a dedicated area on their website, and of course, you'll see it all over their social platforms too. Weight Watchers, or I guess they call themselves WW now, is the uh, launch sponsor. College football's Big Ten changed course yesterday and will now hold an eight-game football season starting on October 24th, bringing schools like Ohio State and Penn State back to your TV later this fall. And the NCAA announced that Division I college basketball will proceed with their season pretty much as usual, or at least timing-wise, starting around Thanksgiving. And obviously, all of the above will be sans crowds. 
In today's programming notes, golf's U.S. Open starts today, where somehow I'm already 10 shots over par. That sounds about right. And the New York Film Festival kicks off tonight with two screenings of Steve McQueen's Lover's Rock. One in Queens at 8 p.m. at a pop-up drive-in theater at the New York Hall of Science in Corona. Well, movies do love irony. And the other is a pop-up drive-in theater at the Bronx Zoo at 9 p.m. You can also buy tickets to a virtual screening tonight for 25 bucks at the Film at Lincoln Center website. As well as for the entire lineup, the festival goes through October 11th this year. And that's celebrity script reading of Fast Times at Ridgemont High with Brad Pitt, Sean Penn, Julia Roberts, and Jennifer Aniston, among others, including Dane Cook, has been rescheduled for tonight at 9 p.m. EST after uh, last-minute technical difficulties somehow derailed the previous attempt last month. But let's go out today with a new collab between Sia and David Guetta with the timely message of Let's Love. And while you're at it, give some love for this podcast and put a five-star rating on it if you listen on the Apple Podcasts. Can you believe there are some people out there who haven't done that yet? I know, crazy, right? All you have to do is scroll down a little bit on that main wake-up page with all the episodes listed, and you'll see the ratings and reviews area right below the previous episodes area. Super easy. Have a great day, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow. So take my hand.